Welcome back to another episode on the Centered, Balanced, Blessed podcast. My name is Jem Russell. I am your host. And on this podcast, I discuss everything self-mastery, spirituality, self-love, anything that falls under the self-development category. And I make it really practical so that you can reach your highest version of yourself and live the life that you have always dreamed of living. Now, today is the start of the self-mastery series and I'm so excited because there is so much value in this episode for you. I am not just saying that. I genuinely think that the stuff that I'm sharing in this episode and through this whole series is stuff that every single human on the planet should know. Like we should be taught this stuff as soon as we can, you know, we're at age that we can start learning. But before we dive in, like always, I really want to just drop in with you, take a minute to become centered and to ground yourself in your body so that you can become really present and bring yourself into a state of receiving. Because I know personally, you know, like I'll I'll go to listen to a podcast or I'll start reading a book or watching something educational or whatever. And if I don't first take a moment to ground myself and just, you know, bring myself into that state of receiving where I can totally be present with what I'm learning and what I'm hearing or seeing in that moment I'll get like a few minutes into whatever it is reading or listening to an audible or whatever and I'll be like wow I didn't retain any of that because my brain was still thinking about the hundred other things that I had to do today or you know so just take take a few seconds to quiet the mind drop into the body and get ready to consume the absolute killer info that is in this podcast for you today. We're going to take a few deep breaths. I'm going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to breathe in for the count of four, hold for the count of four, and then breathe out for the count of four. We're going to do that three times. So if you're driving, keep your eyes open. If you're not, please close your eyes with me. Drop your tongue from the roof of your mouth. Drop your shoulders. Let your stomach out. Just relax. And we're going to take our first breath now. So remember breathing in for the count of four. Hold for four and breathe out for four. Again, breathing in for four. Hold and breathing out. Last one, breathing in. Hold and breathe out. Doesn't that feel so nice to just become aware of your breath for a few seconds and actually breathe really deeply? Um, Because a lot of us, you know, it's an unconscious thing. We don't even have to think about breathing. But it is one of the biggest tools we can use to bring ourselves into different states of being, right? So next time you're feeling stressed or anxious, take notice of how you're breathing, so when you're stressed and anxious, you'll automatically start to breathe like really shallow. You'll breathe into your chest, really short, sharp breaths. And when you're relaxed, you'll be taking those nice, deep, long breaths. So you can actually change your state just by breathing differently. So next time you are feeling anxious or something's going on, you start feeling like you're getting in your head, take a second to take some deep breaths and you will change your nervous system and you know become a little bit more relaxed and grounded. Alrighty, enough about the breath. Let's dive into today's episode so I believe 
as a society, we have become so incredibly disconnected. This is one of the biggest things that I learned last year during my spiritual awakening and my eyes were kind of opened and like the way that society has evolved since like the beginning of time we have become so incredibly disconnected from ourselves from the earth and the way that we're meant to live on this earth and from source spirit or god whatever you like to call it And self-mastery is a way to reconnect to all of those things. So you hear a lot about self-development, but self-mastery is definitely not a common term. We hear self-development all the time, but we rarely ever hear the term self-mastery. And so what self-mastery is, is it's basically taking back charge. Like I said just before, It's about reconnecting to yourself. So really, it's the process of self-actualization. So every single person comes onto this earth with a reservoir of talents and gifts that they are supposed to realize and then share with the world. So it's essentially, it's about realizing your potential. And so in doing that, there's so many layers that we have to go through. First of all, if you're not, you know, taught this stuff from a very young age, self-mastery includes the process of identifying all of your programming and your paradigms and your self-limiting beliefs and then transmuting those things so that you can realize your potential as a human and, and realize your gifts and what you're here to do. It's developing self-awareness and self-love and emotional intelligence and it's realizing that there are parts of us that will always try and hold us back so we've all got this inbuilt system of homeostasis on a mental and physiological level and it's realizing that all of your paradigms and programs and and self-limiting beliefs dictate that homeostasis so it's being able to harness the will to overcome that resistance to change and growth because that's what we're here to do we we come to this earth to grow and we are our happiest when we are growing and developing so there's there's so many there's so many things involved in self-mastery and it is by no means a simple process but in this podcast I'm going to try and simplify it as much as I can just to kind of cover the very basics and then From here, I will go into a little bit more depth into each section. So last year, it all began when I started having quotes from this book called The Mastery of Self, A Toltec Guide to Personal Freedom by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I remember reading the title of the book, The Mastery of Self, and I was like, what is that? Like you mean the master of self that would imply that I'm not the master of myself I'm not in control of myself and I remember being really really intrigued by that because I was just like what a like interesting concept and so the quotes kept popping up every day and the more I read the more it resonated and I ended up getting the book and I started reading it and it reminded me of a book one of the very first spiritual books that I read by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. 
It's one of the most popular spiritual books out there. Highly, highly recommend. And at the start of that book, Eckhart kind of gives you an analogy. And he says, you know, we've all seen those people that are walking on the street and they're talking out loud to themselves and we kind of label them as crazy. We look at them and go, oh, like that person's lost their mind. They're talking out loud to themselves. Like, oh my goodness. And then he goes on to point out that we are all doing that. Just not out loud. We are all talking to ourselves all day long inside of our heads. So if you just take a second to think about that and to become aware of that voice in your head, how it never seems to shut up, how it's just like always there, always, you know, basically commentating your whole day. That's why I like to call it the narrator because it's basically like a narrator of your life. Whatever you're doing, it always has something to say about it and it can be really nice or it can be really mean and horrible. It can be really intrusive depending on how you're feeling and how your mental state is. You know, something we hear all the time is people complaining about how they can't switch their minds off. They're like, I couldn't sleep last night because my mind just like, you know, wouldn't shut up. And so we've been conditioned to one, identify with that voice and think that that is who we are. Like that voice is me. And two, to think that that's normal, but it's actually not. It's not normal at all. So like this is a little bit of a confronting statement, but we're all a little bit insane because we're all talking to ourselves all day and it's not meant to be like that. So ultimately, society has kind of conditioned us to become slaves to our minds because we're not taught anything, like we're not taught otherwise. We're not taught otherwise. And this is just one of the biggest life-changing pieces of information that I was able to grasp that you are not your mind the thoughts that you have are not you just let that sink in for a second the thoughts that you have are not you and once you can grasp that that is like truly the first step in kind of waking up so basically every human is made up of three parts right so you've got the physical body you've got the mind and you've got the soul And your physical body is the container that houses your soul or it's like the avatar that your soul picked to incarnate in or that God created for you. And your mind is like the computer. It's like a tool for you to use. And your soul is your essence, like who you actually are. And so, you know, we come into this life and we've been given a body and a mind as tools to help us navigate our human experience but they're not actually you you're neither your mind nor your physical body and they're just tools so think of it like this your body is a ship and your mind is the computer that's like programmed into the ship and your soul is the captain of the ship Now, you're the one that has all the knowledge and the know-how of how to drive the ship. You're not going to let the computer take charge because you're the captain. So realizing that is really the first step in self-mastery, in waking up or becoming enlightened or breaking out of the matrix, right? Grasping the fact that the voice in your head is not you. So self-mastery really is the process of unidentifying with your mind and your body. 
and learning how to use these two tools to maximize your human experience. It is becoming the observer behind the thought. So detaching from those thoughts that you have and realizing that that's not you. So when I first delved into self-development seriously last year, when I was performing, not performing, when I was um, doing 75 hard, I one of the rules was you have to do one of your workouts outside every day. And so this is during summer, so it was raining a lot. And I would also be working every day. So I'd get home from work and it'd either be raining or I'd be really tired from work most days, like being on my feet for nine hours. And because I was doing the same thing at the same time every single day, I started to catch myself coming up with the same excuses all the time. So on the days that it'd be raining, I'd be like, oh man, like, you know, it's raining. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go out there. You're going to get cold or the visibility is low. Like someone will run you over. And like, I was just coming up with the most ridiculous excuses as to why I couldn't go on this walk. You've been on your feet for nine hours. You know, you've done enough today like you're buggered already you don't need to go you've done all your other rules and I really started to become aware of all these excuses my brain was trying to tell me not to go on this walk and after a while I was like damn like my mind doesn't want me to change like I'm trying so hard to change and improve and do this challenge like perfectly and it's like my brain doesn't want me to So when I started to become aware of that, I remember I was like fascinated by it and I started to just become self-aware in the whole day. That was like the starting point in the afternoons and the walk and then it started to transfer into like all the time and now I'm at the point where I can literally like sit back at any moment of the day. Any like when you become the observer and you realize that you are the awareness behind your thoughts, you can determine when you're actually consciously thinking um, and when the the narrator comes through. Before I couldn't tell. Now I can tell when the narrator is speaking and I can just sit back and listen and observe what's happening and know why like my the narrator is saying these things or why it's being triggered. Anyways, so that was how I developed the self-awareness, right? And I started to realize that that voice is, is really against me a lot a lot of the time and and it's throwing up a lot of resistance to change and that's because we all have this inbuilt homeostasis that tries to keep us where you know we perceive things are safe and where it's known and where it's comfortable anytime any discomfort comes up literally start to take notice anytime you start to feel uncomfortable in, in any moment of your life You'll notice that your brain will try and like take you back to a a space where you feel safe and comfortable and where it's known. And that's why we find it so hard to change because our bodies love staying and our minds love staying where it's comfortable and known. So anyways, through this self-awareness, I started to have shadows pop up, right? And shadows are the unconscious aspects of ourselves that we have repressed or rejected over the years and they live within us and and when you start to you know become self-aware you start to identify these shadows and essentially uncover these aspects of yourself that you didn't really know were there or, or maybe that you forgot about so step two in becoming a master of self is 
digging really deep into who you are, uh, going back through your past and, and identifying things from your childhood, any emotional traumas, and starting to identify all of your paradigms and programs and self-limiting beliefs. And then once you've done that, step three is all about doing the shadow work. And it's all about bringing those shadows into the light and transmuting them. And you'll never get rid of them fully, but you'll transmute them, meaning you you shine the light on them and you transmute them from darkness to light. And you accept them as a part of yourself. Then step four is about rewriting the script. So this is kind of where really the self-actualization comes in. So, you know, you've gotten to know yourself and now you get to sit down and really truly figure out who you want to be and the life that you want to live. So this is all about identifying who your higher self is. Now, your higher self is a version of you that is living out your dream life. So the best way to figure out who your higher self is, if you have no idea, is to sit down and literally go through every single aspect of your life and figure out what you want that to look like. Finances, physical body, mental attributes and personality, love and relationships, the material things you want, where you want to live, what you want to do for work. And figuring this is where you really start to figure out your purpose and your path, right? So some people find it really difficult to figure out their purpose. Others is easy. But a really good place to start is to literally just sit down and write a list of the things that you love doing. And then the things that you're good at. And then turning that into what you want to do in your life. Not thinking about, you know, what's going to make you money or what's going to set you up financially. It's like figure out what you love doing and what you're most passionate about in life. And then figuring out a way to do that for the rest of your life. Because how could you be unfulfilled when, when you're doing what you love? You can't. So after you've identified who your higher self is and, and what you're you know, what you want your life to look like, the next step is really about just starting to show up as that person. You know, putting a little plan of plan of action into place and then just start showing up as that person. Because you can't there's no point waiting to show up as your higher self. I was stuck in this trap a little while ago. It's like I knew who I wanted to be, but I felt like, you know, I had to be further along in my journey or I had to be working as a coach to start showing up as my higher self or I had to have this or that or be earning a certain amount of money to be showing for my higher self. The, the way you become your higher self is by being that person now, right now. Start acting as if you are already where you want to be. Start thinking as if you're already that person. It's all about taking action. And from there, it's really just consistency and dedication to continuing down that path every single day continuously asking yourself every day in in all moments does this align with my higher self is this what my higher self will be doing that's what keeps me on track if i if i am about to do something and i start to maybe question i go would my higher self be doing this right now if yes then amazing if not then okay cool choose again do something different elevate to the next level so 
yeah, I have really, really, really simplified this process because I just wanted you guys to gain a basic understanding of what self-mastery is and what it involves. Um, it is not a short process by any means. But once you have the the knowledge of kind of how it works and what it is, then you can just start putting these things into place. Now, the next episode in this series is going to be all about how or not how, but why it's so hard for humans to change. So I'm going to go back into the homeostasis thing and, um, you know, the reason that humans fear change and growth so much. I'm going to really dive a little bit deeper into that and explain that more because that is an absolute game changer. Once you become aware of this information and realize like that, that's, you know, understand how our brains work in conjunction with these things you'll be able to to really truly take the next step and like think about fear and growth in a totally different way I promise anyways I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today if you want to connect with me on social media my instagram handle is gemrust g-e-m-m-r-u-s-s Thank you for listening and I will catch you guys in the next episode.